an important part of Leading the Way's mission to passionately proclaim uncompromising truth across the globe is our special satellite television channel, The Kingdom Sat. Broadcasting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, The Kingdom Sat television channel is spreading the life-giving truth of the gospel to the world's most spiritually needy populations. Covering hundreds of millions of homes across North Africa, the Middle East, and Southeast Asia, The Kingdom Sat is a major arm of Leading the Way's global ministry. A unique approach to Christian broadcasting, The Kingdom Set fuses the best of both the West and the East. Alongside Dr. Yusuf, prominent speakers from the Western world have joined with indigenous partners in the region to create a fusion of programming that will speak truth to viewers in restricted regions. Programming on The Kingdom Set is diverse, covering topics like evangelism, apologetics, teaching, discipleship, Bible study, praise and worship, as well as programs specifically designed for children. The Kingdom Sat also features special live broadcasts, including live events from the Middle East region monthly, in addition to leading the way live broadcasts. With a dedication to accurate and digestible biblical teaching, the Kingdom Sat is a perfect platform to reach the lost in hard to reach countries, as well as for converts who are persecuted or new believers who don't have access to local churches for discipleship. The Kingdom Sat is not only a satellite channel, while it does cover millions of homes through its satellite broadcasts, it's also available across a host of digital platforms, including Apple TV, Roku, Amazon, IPTV, social media, and mobile apps. Through the Kingdom Set, Leading the Way is reaching the hardest to reach places around the globe with the life-saving truth of Jesus. To find out more how you can get involved in the work Leading the Way is doing around the world, contact us today. Are you qualified to be called a disciple of Jesus? Many speak about God, but what does God say about Himself? God reveals His attributes in Scripture, but four are essential to embrace. Without knowing these four attributes, no one can be called a disciple of Jesus. Are you His disciple? Next on Leading the Way. Love is love, right? So it can mean anything. In any way you want it to mean. Love is love. Sometimes if you look at some of these social media handles, somebody would say, I love my dog, I love my family, and I love my God. I just hope to God it's not in that order. Now, beloved, there are some folks who are totally and utterly confused by these deceptive ideas about God and His love. These ideas are invading Western culture with vengeance, with vengeance. This utter falsehood is portraying God and His love uh, 
as benign, insipid, spineless, and universal neutrality is gaining momentum like an avalanche. While in reality, the love of God is active, even fierce. God's love cost him colossal, a colossal and an incalculable price. God's love is incomprehensible, unfathomable, and immeasurable. But when it comes to the disciples of Jesus, we must live all of our lives attempting to comprehend the incomprehensible love of God. And that is one of the great prayers of the Apostle Paul, who was praying for the believers in Ephesus, but indeed all the saints. So I want you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 18 and 19, two verses only. And his prayer is that they may grasp, that they would have the power, because we are powerless by nature. We cannot have the power to comprehend. So we needed the power of God, he says, to empower us to begin to comprehend the immensity of God's love. Please listen. Only God can empower us to do that. Nobody can comprehend the love of God without the power of God. And so that's what he said. He said, may have that you may have the power together with all the saints, that's all of you here today, with all the saints, all the believers, all the disciples, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep the love of Christ. And to know that love that surpasses knowledge, a use of translation that boggles the mind, that you may be filled with the measure of all the fullness of God. What Paul is praying is this, for the disciples of Jesus to know the unknowable, for the disciples of Jesus to get to the bottom of the bottomless, for the disciples of Jesus to plumb the depth of the unfathomable. Now, for the few of you who found this statement confusing, take heart. It's going to be clear in a moment. Here's what Paul is praying, that you and I enter more deeply into comprehending the incomprehensible love of God. We say, Michael, how in the world can we do this? This is like somebody standing in Hawaii looking at the Pacific Ocean knowing there's got to go to California swimming. No plane, no boat. You're going to swim the depth of that ocean, that Pacific Ocean. It appears to be impossible. But if you got this, then you got it. <laughs> it is nearly impossible. I want you to hear me right. The truth is this. Right now in this life, in this life in, in which we live, no matter how deep we try comprehending the love of God. It goes deeper still. It goes deeper still. And that is why the Apostle Paul says elsewhere, he said, now we know only in part, but in heaven, 
we'll be spending all of eternity, all of eternity, fully comprehending how deep, how high, how wide, how broad the love of God is in Christ Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. I'm going to share with you three things. Three things. I pray to God that you remember them. I pray to God you can memorize them. I pray to God that every morning you look at them. First of all, the immensity of the cost of God's love. Secondly, the impediment of the recipients of God's love. And thirdly, the immeasurability of the blessing of the love of God. The immensity of the cost, the impediment of the recipient, and the immeasurability of the blessing. Let's look at these very quickly. First of all, the immensity of the cost of the love of God. Not the shallow love, love, anything is love. No. Listen to me. To take a punch for someone is different from taking a bullet for that same person. Sacrificing an hour or two for someone is different from sacrificing your future for that person. To die for another person is difficult. But think about this. The perfect God-man who never committed a sin, whose life was far more infinite in value than any human being or all of the human beings put together, who is the creator God, the creator of the world, for him to die for some reprobates, that is impossible to measure. A counselor who was refereeing between a warring couple, a husband and wife, and he was refereeing between this war between this couple and a couple who a few years earlier have promised that they'll love each other no matter what. Now they're at war. And this counselor was refereeing between them. And finally the husband began to say, I have given you a beautiful house. I have given you a beautiful car. I've given you beautiful clothes. I've given you, I've given you, I've given you. And when he finished, his wife said, yes, it is absolutely true. You have given me all these things except yourself. Except yourself. Beloved, don't fall in the trap of giving your loved ones everything except yourself. God gave himself. There can be nothing of more value. There can be nothing that God could even offer that can be comprehended than giving himself. Secondly, the impediment of the recipient of God's love. I know most people are willing to sacrifice for loved ones. Most people. Most people will sacrifice for friends. Most people are willing to sacrifice for somebody who has done a favor for them in the past. But how many would gladly sacrifice for criminals? And yet our awesome God loved his own 
when we were unlovable, when we were undeserving, when we were at enmity with him, when we were indifferent toward him, when we were ashamed of him. And that is why the word of God in Romans 5 tells us that while we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely, said Paul, will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man. Some might, listen carefully, some might possibly, some might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love toward us in this. While we were yet what? Sinners, Christ died for us. Beloved, the depth of God's love can only be contrasted by the impediment of the recipient of God's love. Uh, but our modern dilemma, and, and this is where we're dealing in trying to get the Scripture to a modern culture, to a to current society, to a, to, to a world in which we live, which, and that's really a dilemma. It's difficulty, and it hinders us from attempting to comprehend the love of God when we think that we're so good, that we're so wonderful, that we're so worthy. Every second commercial, it says, baby, you're worth it. You're worth it. And we believe that. <laughs> and that is why many a preachers will preach uh, that God saw that we are so worthy of his love, and so he died for us. It is not so. The Scripture says it's not so. The Word of God said it's not so. The Scripture reminds us of the truth that God's love was never based on worthiness on our part, that his love was based on his sovereign, indescribable, incomprehensible choosing to love us when we're unlovable. I know I'm, 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 I'm swinging against the current. I know that. I know that. I'm, I'm swinging against everything that you have been hearing all day, all week long. I know that. But it's the truth. It's the Word of God. Please listen. Human nature the way it is. I understand. I understand. We, we won't take credit for that which only God gave us a free gift. We, we, we won't get all the credit for it. And the people of Israel have fallen in that same trap. They really did. And, and, and they did this constantly. You see, it's throughout the Old Testament as the church is falling in it today. And after they got delivered from Egypt, well, they kind of saw the miracles and saw the plagues and saw the opening of the Red Sea, and they began to look at each other. Hey, we must be super-duper guys. God doesn't do that just for anybody. We are very special. We are very, very special. So Moses, in Deuteronomy 7.7, remember that, Deuteronomy 7.7, he tried to disabuse them of that falsehood, of that arrogance and pride that has sneaked into the people of God. He said, the Lord did not set his affection on you or chose you because of this or that or the other thing, but because of his faithfulness. 
Do you want to keep the promise that he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? It is the faithfulness of God that did it. Listen, anyone who tells you that God loves you because of something about you, God loves you because you're so special, (laughs) that God loves you because what a wonderful person you are, you need to run away from that person. It's false teaching. It's false preaching. Run. Beloved, listen to me. The depth of your love for God is in proportion to the depth of your level of comprehension of His sovereign love for you. Let me repeat this. The depth of your love for God is in proportion to the depth of your level of your comprehension of His sovereign love for you. The immensity of the cost, the impediment of the recipient, and thirdly, the immeasurability of the blessings of God's love. In 1 John 3, 1, or 1 John 3, 1, it says, and please listen with your heart, listen with your ears, listen with your eyes. 1 John 3, 1. See how great the love of the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Immeasurable blessing, mind-blowing blessing, mind-boggling blessing. But don't miss what I'm going to tell you. Don't miss what I'm going to tell you about this particular verse, this particular text. John is telling us that God's love for us went beyond rescuing us from sin and death and hell. You say, is more? Yes. Listen carefully, please. His love for us went beyond sacrificing himself for us. How can that be? Can there be more? Yes. God's love went beyond forgiving our sins. Really, that is a blessing by itself. All the blessings. No, but there's more. God's love went beyond clemency for his enemies. I'm sure probably some of you are saying, well, Michael, how can that be? How can the love of God be greater and more than what we already mentioned, the forgiveness of sin, eternal life, rescuing us, all of that. I want to tell you how. I want to tell you how. Because he could have sacrificed, forgave, he could have rescued, he could have redeemed and stopped there, and that would be fantastic. That would be amazing. That would be indescribable. That would be absolutely beyond description. Ah, but no, 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 no. He went much, 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 much further than that. He went much further than all of this. His love took us into his family, and he called us children. By the way, as an aside, some of you know this, especially those of you whom I know well and adopted children through the years, and certainly most assuredly 
of the immense and deep admiration and appreciation that I have for them. They know that. But there is still one thing that you and I could never, 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 never do in a million years with adopted children. We cannot change their nature. We cannot change their hereditary traits. We cannot change their DNA. We cannot change their human genes. We cannot change their temperament. Oh, we love them, and we tell them that we love them, and we influence them, and we train them, but we could never change them. Oh, but God does. God does. God does. Listen to 1 John 3, 9. No one born of God. Now, I want you to think of this verse long and hard in the light of the false teaching of so many megachurch pastors, including in this city. I want you to think long and hard about this. No one is born of God. Habitually practice sin. Why? Because it is God's seed that remains in him. He cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. But there's more. There's more. This is how we know the children of God. That's the only way we know. That's the only way. Not what they say. Beloved, this is a far cry from this modern-day pastors who are saying, well, if you can't help it, it's okay. God understand. It is just your nature. That's the way he made you. It doesn't matter which sin you live in or habitually commit or whatever you do. No. Oh, my beloved friends, God's incomprehensible love for his own is so deep, is so wide, so broad, so high to leave us the way he found us. Can I get an amen? amen? His immeasurable love imparts his divine nature to enable us to say no to sin, to have victory over sin, to overcome sin, to experience the indescribable power of his Holy Spirit to live righteously. Listen to me. Anyone who tells you otherwise is of the devil. They are denying the power of God to transform us, and that's from Satan. Oh, regardless of the pain on the flesh, and make no mistake about it, I lived long enough to, to know that. There's pain to the flesh when we say no to sin. There's pain on the flesh. There's a pain to the old nature. Regardless of the pain of my comes from rejection or even persecution that we may experience when we say no to sin. 
God loves us too much to let us live for self. God loves us too much to leave us to our own lust and pride, unforgiveness and bitterness and hatred and gratification of the flesh. God paid a colossal price not just to forgive our sins. Of course, he, does, he, does, he did this and He does that, but He paid a colossal price to deliver us from sin and give us victory. I was attracted to Christianity on my own for a long time. When it came to my Islamic faith, I felt that I was walking in the wrong direction. When I was in middle school, I had a friend who brought me a Bible. I lent it from her so I could keep reading it. Even though I didn't understand the whole gospel, I pressed on, reading it over and over again. This went on for years until I discovered the Kingdom Sad channel. They have a wonderful field team who kept calling me to check on my spiritual life. They introduced me to a church and I decided to leave Islam behind. Upon learning this, my husband took to the street. He shouted and said, she has become a Christian. It is lawful to spill her blood. Whoever wants to kill her, let them do so. I went to the street and shouted, yes, I have become a Christian. Whoever wants to kill me, let them come. I am ready. I am now part of many Christian groups online. I visit the Kingdom Sad's website daily and download songs and anything else they share. The Kingdom Sad helps many people on the ground who have no idea how to find Christ. Their support helps those people tremendously. Dr. Michael Youssef, I want to thank you so much for all the effort that you have made to help us. God bless you and may the Kingdom Sad become the best channel in the whole world. The life-saving truth of Jesus is spreading far and wide, and amazing things are happening all over the world. Across every continent, these stories of courage and bravery, hope and sacrifice, all proclaim the power of the gospel that Leading the Way is broadcasting worldwide. Contact us today to learn more about Leading the Way's global ministry. Join Dr. Michael Youssef as a frontline mission partner and passionately proclaim the uncompromising truth of Christ in your community and in closed countries through leading the way with Dr. Michael Youssef. As a partner, you're at the heart of this mission. Sign up today and you'll receive exclusive impact updates, special discounts on Dr. Youssef's biblical teaching resources, a beautiful frontline mission photo booklet, and Dr. Michael Youssef's inspiring book, life-changing prayers. I want to specially speak to our frontline mission partners. You have been standing with me for so many years in partnership in the gospel of Jesus Christ, taking it 195 countries. I thank God for you, and I pray that you continue to stand together as we take the gospel to the ends of the earth. Don't delay. Become a monthly Frontline Mission Partner today and stand with Dr. Yusuf on the front lines of faith. Passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth, leading the way with Dr. Michael Yusuf. Thanks you for your faithful support through your continued prayers and gifts.
Hello, friends. Welcome to Cairo, Egypt. As you see from the background, what a special place, especially in my heart. We came here for a special event. We're going to bring it to you as it happened. Jesus is coming back. I want you to call a friend and say, this is going to be a very special program like you have never seen on Leading the Way. Next week on Leading the Way.